Hi, and welcome to Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I interview my father, Robert Chow, one of the first survivors of the 1970s Cambodian genocide. He survived the killing fields, navigated through the jungles of Thailand, and escaped to America to build an empire in the donut industry. After about 40 years, I think it's about time he got a chance to share his story. I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Last episode, we we saw that Robert went to visit um, mom's uncle in a nearby camp, which happened to be very much chance. And um, he invited him over to give him some sugar and some medication at, at a very, very big risk where Robert was able to go and actually get that sugar and that medication, um, which Robert says was probably one of the best days of his life in the three-year period of the Khmer Rouge. So he had that sugar, ate about half a can of the palm sugar, and was on his way back to the camp. Bye, welcome back. Hello, everybody. Uh, just correct, you know, you uh, just mentioned it's not mom's uncle. As your uncle, my uncle, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, okay. exactly, my yeah. uncle, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got and, a lot uh, of moms and got a lot of uncles okay. going on. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I walked back and then he fed me pretty good. Fed me, I mean, sugar, meat. I mean, because he was uh, raising pig and they have all kinds of food. That so I, I. I ate, oh my God, that's the best, the best day of my life that I never uh, had that kind of food for almost three, I believe, almost three, three and a half years. So I got full energy and walking back, uh, I was a little bit worried because I think it was a kind of late. And uh, when it's getting dark, you're not supposed to walk on the street, you know, uh, on the road or on the street anywhere mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be stay in a camp. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this journey was, to find him was like an hour and a half from what I remember on the last episode. An hour and a half. It's going to be two hours and a half because, you know, uh, when I left, when everybody get off from work, that is already pretty close to his place mm-hmm. already. That's mm-hmm. only one and a half hour. Right. But now from his place to the camp, that's two and a half hour. But I made it pretty quick because now when you walk back to the camp, you just try to speed it up. You know, mm-hmm. you just like walk, run, walk, run. But you don't want somebody or the soldier see you running, you see what's going on with this guy here, maybe mm-hmm. trying to escape or anything. So I then see, you, yeah. you, 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 you in big trouble. So you, you, you just, well, anything, anything is a risk. I think it's, you know, especially at night, if you walk alone by yourself. 
so finally I got to the camp. Uh, so everybody finished dinner. So which is fine. I was full. I don't need any more food, and and had a lot of sugar on the way back. So how did I, you hide all that stuff? I mean, that he gave it's you. Not much. I mean, I mean mm-hmm. you know, uh, you can put it. Yeah, I under your can, clothes. Yeah, yeah, cans of uh, palm sugar. You can, you know, it's it's not much at all. It's about maybe two pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, at, uh, medicine and Thai biotic. That's very, you know, you can put in a pocket. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I was feel feeling great. I mean, you know, and uh, and I sleep good. And at night. I think you know we continue hear that bomb. I mean, it, it's still pretty far away, but you still can hear it because it's so quiet at night, and you can hear, you can hear it, you know, and constant. I mean, used to very, very quiet. Lately, it just uh, you know, it's just you can hear. You you know, it's far away. Uh, how far? I we have no I have no idea, but I know it's in Cambodian. It's mm-hmm. in the country, mm-hmm. and everybody here there too. And uh, now these bombs, you know that it's another country bombing Cambodia. We not sure, but, but we you- know it's something's going on. In the country. I see, because Cambodia. you didn't hear that many bombs before. No, right. no. And then no. all of a sudden, slowly you start hearing more and more, more bombs. More and more, to, yes. This is close to, this is after almost four years, you know, three and a half, four years. Right. So we see the soldier kind of like not happy, kind of like look panic, but mm-hmm. we... we, we we're not sure what's going on in their mind, but we know, we guess, it has something is going on in the country. So everybody seemed very happy to hear that, you know, to hear the bomb. And myself, I'm very exciting in, in, in my mind. I said, wow, we have more hope. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what uh, a bombing from United States, a bombing from somewhere from other country, invasion Cambodia. This is what we hope for to change to, because it's nothing is worth than what we are right now. I mean, you know, what we, the way we live, the way they tortured. I mean, you know, us. It's it's hell. So everybody, you know, kind of exciting. Some people cannot hold because the expression to their face. Then the soldier got pulled out and killed them. Mm. They they they. If you're talking about something that's going on or if they hear one word from you and then they kill you. In the past 
three, four months after that bombing keep continue every day, every night, the soldiers start killing more people. Mm. A lot of people got die in the camp. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, that, that just goes to show that they, they're not, you know, the bombings are, are not really a good thing for them. Like when they kill. So when, when somebody is happy about that, they're not happy. That means they, something about the bombings is, is, is not really in their favor. It's not what they want. I don't think so. Yeah. Right. And then, then later on, and then we, we heard, you know, this is just from that Vietnamese invasion, Cambodian. Mm. But we we don't we don't know. I have no idea. But what's just, the you know, truth or not? That was just, just a rumor. Guess, guessing, yeah. you know, because uh, uh, and uh, now they start killing more people. I think they start and kill. I mean, I mean, they they probably panic or, or whatever. But they, I think, the three to four months. Uh, before the Vietnamese really invasion Cambodia, and I think they just really, really kill a lot of people. At that point, I mean, killing like, killing like just whoever at that point? Uh, they or? probably think, you know, they, they don't know. They thought maybe it's um, have, uh, uh, spy in a camp or whatever. They, they, they were scared. Mm-hmm. They have no idea too. I think all these soldiers. Mm-hmm. How did you escape? How did you escape that that period? Well, you just keep not saying, quiet, just do normal thing. But you you happy inside, but don't show the you know ex, you know uh, on your face. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that must have been hard. Uh, nah. Uh, well, you skin, you you have no energy. You just look like you know skin and bone. Even your smile, maybe they look at you as a, a sad <laughs> person because you know you. Yeah. You don't have enough energy to smile. And <laughs> smile, you know. So, yeah, and uh, after six months, I think you know, and then the. Soldier kind of like disappear. We used to see a lot of you know, like they walk, you know, at night mm-hmm. and uh, God, you know, everyone, every village. Now we didn't see much the soldier, you know, the one that you know, walk at night, it just probably 50% disappear, 50%. I guess they pull all these soldiers back to the front line. So they only have a few, you know, to guard us. I think it's still probably around six or seven in each camp. But the extra one, the one that, you know, uh, patrol like at the night. Like the high generals and yeah. the, 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 the high was, end, the mm-hmm, high people. High, you know, and disappear. And and it happened over time. It wasn't just overnight. I'm sure it just kind of slowly, yeah, one by one, yeah. They slowly pulling them to do whatever. What do you think? What do you think they were doing? Probably to fight. To fight. Mm-hmm. I believe they they pull all these soldiers, you know, to the to to the front line. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the war uh, starting like close to Phnom Penh. Hey. Historical canteen. Historical content. Okay, so what 
is happening right now. Here we are in the late 1970s. Vietnam just basically ended the Vietnam War. Okay. And for those who don't know what the Vietnam War is, which I would be a little worried if you don't, but the Vietnam War was basically a fight between North and South Vietnam. North being communist, South being democratic. And this lasted up until about 1975. Okay. So just to give you guys a little context and a little background, If you look at Cambodia on the map, all the bordering lines of Cambodia that borders Vietnam would be considered at the time South Vietnam. So that means from 1975 to 1979 during the Khmer Rouge, Cambodians were, was a communist country and it was surrounding Vietnam who was a democratic country well, democratic portion group of people at the time. The borders were a really, really tense place, okay? The Cambodians and the Vietnamese at the borders really, really didn't like each other uh, for two reasons. One, during the Vietnam War, the Khmer Rouge were known to shuffle weapons from the communist country of North Vietnam down through Cambodia and into South Vietnam. So... They didn't like that because at the time, even though they were neighbors, they were kind of like enemies. Um, And then secondly, at the same time, the Khmer Rouge openly talked about wanting to take back the historical Cambodian land, which aka is modern Vietnam. So, I mean, they there, there were massacres at the borders. There was a lot of tension, a lot of bombings. Um, They didn't like each other. All right. They didn't want to be next to each other. There was a big massacre, which was the final straw for the Vietnamese people, that is called Ba Chuk Massacre, which happened in April 1978. And that was when the Khmer Rouge crossed the border and killed over 3,000 Vietnamese civilians. Only two survived. And when we talk about civilians, we're talking about just regular people, moms, kids, This really shook the Vietnamese people. This was the final straw. This was like, all right, you guys, we need to fight back at this point. This is not cool. Uh, We're going to actually have to do something about this. So the Vietnamese was like, you know what? We're going to take a chance. We're sick of this. And in December 25th, Christmas Day, 1978, Vietnam invaded Cambodia. And in 13 days, just 13 days, they took over Phnom Penh, the capital of Cambodia. But it's a different feeling. You know, that five, you know, four, three, three, four months, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have more energy to work because of the feeling. You know, I have more hope, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was planning a little, I said, hmm, what happened? If some things happen, and then uh, if they're going to take us, all these people, with them. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, I said, no, I think I'm going to escape. I'm going to run away from them. I'm not going to go with them. Because if you do that for sure with the for bombings sure, and everything, you will die. We'll die. If they're yeah. going to go ahead and force you you know, 
to stand in the front line, maybe with no gun. Right. They just go ahead and use you as the A body. Uh, yep. So because they're not gonna trust you because they know that they was treating you like a prisoner, you know, for all of these years. Right. So they're not gonna trust you. These people, if you handle the gun to us. I think you know we probably gonna not gonna shoot the enemy. I think we're <laughs> gonna shoot them. Yeah, at this point too, I'm I'm sure once you start seeing the soldiers kind of dwindling down, a lot of people started kind of getting the same idea. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I can see on everyone's face the expression. You know. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's time to escape. Maybe it's time to escape. That's what everybody. Planning, I mm -hmm. think you know. Uh, so I believe they just waiting. It just waiting for that moment. If somebody just come in with the gun or with the uh, weapon, we all gonna, gonna join. Run. We gonna all to join them and fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every single one. Wait for that moment. The camp that you're at right now, how far are you from everywhere? Where are you on the map? This camp right now. This camp right now, I believe it's about, I said about maybe 50, 60 miles from Thailand. I said 100 miles from Thai's border. Mm. So it's quite, quite it's a way. Right. I mean, and my car is not far, but but just by walk, foot. By yeah. foot, it's gonna be you know, you take weeks, yeah, because uh, from Phnom Penh to that camp, that's probably over a hundred over a hundred uh, miles. Mm -hmm. This camp was out of nowhere. That's what they want to. Get rid of yeah, you know, I mean, you know, to label you to that. So then 1970, the end of 1978, everybody know, everybody know for sure uh, the wars come, you know, in Cambodian again. Uh, we don't know who against who, but uh, at that time, they s go ahead and combine cam you know cam cam to cam so it's easy to uh, to control because the soldier is getting less so i think you know the uh, my cam combined with another called section 5 section 3 their number so combine it together so they use the same maybe amount of soldier to guard you instead of like say one cam have 12 to 15 soldier so now they combine it to the two camps. So they still maybe use about six soldiers or seven soldiers mm -hmm. to guard you. So now we got more people, you know, to, to, to join in. And then, you know, three or four camp. But they start killing too. They start killing like, like crazy because, you know, we was now to this point here. I was planning. I said, if I still stay in the camp, I'm might get killed too because they might be planning to to kill all of us mm -hmm. yeah you know before they 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 leaving the camp you know right. Or, right. or something right or they gonna take us with them to put us in the front line right uh, you know we didn't know what uh, what happened one 
One hand is happy, exciting, hope. The other hand, man, my life probably this is the end of my life.、Mm-hmm. You know, every decision that you make, it's life and death in Cambodia. Doesn't matter. I mean, you know, it's just life and death.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes depend on luck too.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, one time, I think this is the.、Uh, The world's getting close, and then I think you know they know, and then they had a meeting at night. They pull everybody in.、Mm. They pull everybody in. They explain to us. They said, "Oh,、uh, they lied to us. They said we are still very strong, very you know,、uh, we gonna defeat any enemy that come to Cambodian." We gonna be win. We gonna be, you know, and all of that. So it sounds like now we know when they say something like that, it's just telling us that hey, this is real.、Mm-hmm. This is real. That something's going on. But they didn't tell us who's, you know, bombing Cambodian. They didn't tell. They didn't tell us.、Mm-hmm. 